Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Today I'm going to the Gospel of St. Luke, uh, which is the second lesson in evening prayer today. It comes from chapter 16. It is chock full of a lot of material, but I really want to focus in on how Jesus is addressing the Pharisees. And he does so in two different ways. He points out how you cannot be a lover of money and a lover of God. The way that Jesus states it is that no servant can serve two masters. Because either you'll hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and you'll despise the other. And then Jesus says plainly, you cannot serve God and money. It's also written in other translations, you cannot serve God and mammon. And then Jesus shifts and immediately applies the context of him saying uh, these sayings to his disciples. He states that the Pharisees are lovers of money. And, well, excuse me, he didn't state this, but this is what St. Luke is telling us, that the Pharisees are lovers of money, and they started to ridicule Jesus. So then Jesus turns, and this is what Jesus says to them. You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what's exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This sentence should give us pause. Well, yes, Jesus is addressing this to the Pharisees, But it should strike the hearts of each and every one of us, especially those of us who live in modern Western democracies who are blessed with at least a few dollars in our pockets. Sure, things can be tight, especially these times in which we have a a falling economy and we're dealing with uh, COVID and it has greatly affected people's working hours or completely eradicated their work. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to be nervous and afraid. Although I do want to give you brief encouragement on that note, that remember that Jesus tells us that God has numbered every single hair on our head, and not one falls down, or not even a sparrow falls down from the sky without him knowing. So the Lord knows your situation. He is with you. But I digress for a second. So let me get back to the point that I'm trying to make here, and that really Jesus is trying to make. That when it comes to God and money, when it comes to God and anything else, we need to beware here in the 21st century and in America. There's so many distractions, so many cheap things for entertainment that we can simply spend our money on and be distracted from the more weightier things in life, as Jesus would put it. And so Jesus makes a statement that the law and the prophets were until John, this the Baptist. So the law and the prophets, the Old Testament, were until John the Baptist. Since then, the good news, that's the gospel, of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone forces his way into it. But it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Jesus upholds the importance of the law. He dives into this importance in words that strike very hard in the hearts of many Americans, where he says that everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. So Jesus raises up the law of God, showing that it has not been nullified, it has not been negated. And then he shifts back to his original topic about serving God or money. And he gives the story of Lazarus. And I'm not going to go ahead and, and redo the entire story. This has gone, um, my, my reflection has gone on longer than I anticipated. But it's, of course, a parable in which essentially you have Abraham. Uh, sitting in, in glory and you have a man named Lazarus who was a servant who dies and was poor and didn't have anything to take care of himself had sores on his body that even the dogs licked his wounds in order to bring him comfort 
And then you have this rich man who uh, lives right outside of where Lazarus sets up camp. Or I should say Lazarus has set up camp right outside the rich man's house. Either way, the rich man dies and he is in anguish and in agony. And he cries out to Lazarus because he can somehow see through this cosmic uh, chasm in which there is a place for those who are righteous, who followed God and served God. And for those who rejected God and followed the lusts of this life and this world. And this man asked Lazarus to dip his hand into some water and to let it drip down so that his tongue may be cooled from the anguish that he is in. He then has a conversation with Father Abraham. And he asks that someone, Lazarus even, go back to his five brothers and warn them about what is going to happen if they do not repent. But then the response comes from Father Abraham that those brothers of the rich man have Moses and the prophets. They have the written word of God, the Old Testament to us. And then he replies, the rich man that is, well, no, 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 Father Abraham, if someone rises from the dead, they will repent. But Abraham tells him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Powerful and amazing words. Words that, to be honest with, we don't want to believe. But then we see the example of many of the Jewish people during this time period when Jesus, in fact, does die and does rise again. And yet they reject him as the Messiah. And it's too easy for us, insulated by 21 centuries, to say, well, how is that even possible? I wouldn't have acted that way. I would have certainly have followed Christ if I had seen him rise from the dead. But it really goes to show the sad state of affairs of man's heart. We are so corrupted by sin. We are so involved with the lust of the flesh and so distracted by, yes, money or by the things that we buy for ourselves with money to distract ourselves from the eternal that even if one should rise from the dead, what would we do? We would come up with excuses. We would deny it. We would make up stories. Stories including what even the Jewish people did at the earliest times of the Gospels being written. Oh, the disciples just came and took the body, and they've hidden it somewhere else. Completely ignoring the rational aspects, or the irrational aspects, of such a story. Because the same disciples who fled immediately when Jesus was being arrested, the same disciples who were expecting Jesus to be a militant king, a ruler, like so many other false messiahs whom they thought were going to restore Israel as a nation, and be able to overcome Roman rule. They would have run away and not come back. There's no incentive for a dead Messiah, a crucified Messiah, crucified as a rebel to Rome, is a failed Messiah. And yet Jesus rises from the dead and defies all expectations. Jesus rises from the dead and he goes and finds them. He sends messengers, the women. And then John and Peter go and run to see for themselves and cannot believe it. And then Jesus has to go to his disciples in the upper room, which is locked because they are so scared, and tell them, peace be among them, that he's alive, to show his own wounds, to prove that it is him. For truly, we are very much in the disciples. We are all sinners. We are all ones who have run away from him. And yes, even if one has risen from the dead, but we do not place 
trust in the Holy Scripture. We do not see that it was promised from long ago that he would, in fact, die and rise again, and he will return as we celebrate during this Advent. Then we will not have ears to hear. So I encourage you, be in the Word of God, hear the Word of God, and use the Word of God in order to share the good news about the living Word of God, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do.